This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We're coming to age time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Monday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Appreciate you getting up with us. Uh, we are coming to you live from Lake Worth, Florida, and big thanks to Shoppa's John Deere. We are here for spring training. It is baseball time. It is baseball season, and uh, coming to you live uh, from uh, Lake Worth, Florida, where we will be at the Astros and the Marlins game later on today. We are with you all week coming to you from here. We are super excited, so keep it here uh, all week long. I'm Sean Pendergast. He is Seth Payne. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. How are this you? This is, uh, yeah, Lake Worth Beach, Sean. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> come on! I forgot. We, you know, we're, we're not we're not the kind of trash that would live in Lake Worth. We're not animals. We're at Lake Worth Beach. Yeah. I took a walk around this morning, and it uh, it feels very Florida like. There's got a like you know all of Florida, all of South Florida has a bit of a Jeffrey Epstein vibe, where it's like the super wealthy mixed with uh, the people who work for the super wealthy, and you're never quite sure who's. Who's a little dodgier, you know, like there's always a you always feel like there's somebody around working an angle somewhere. Or yeah, something. yeah. And then there's, of course, there's also just the good, you know, the good normal folk. But the, the two extremes are the big thing. Like I, I felt equally in danger of either being mugged or abducted by a billionaire. Yes. As I took my walk at 5 a.m. I was going to say at 430 yes. in the morning, you got all this. Huh? So I was going to get pulled into a van and taken to some weird billionaire <laughs> party where they like did stuff to me. Did yeah. you have like a homeless person come up and talk to you? about the pitch clock or anything like that no 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 yeah that's what i was trying to get the vibe uh of of, of spring training down because you fly in and you can tell that there's like you guys had probably a minor league player on your on your flight we saw a couple well adam's adam spillane is the one who has the spidey sense for that kind of yeah. thing he, he noticed at least one astros minor league player walking through the airport yeah yeah and uh yeah so it's uh i'm excited about this we're gonna go to an astros game every single day should be fun today we're today we're watching them play the marlins who yes are, who are in town from florida and uh <laughs> and we'll take so marlins during spring training must be like oh cool all right i was gonna like say when the, like when the rockets used to go to galveston for spring training yeah, like, getaway oh, huh yeah. yeah thanks i can uber to training camp yeah. great um so yeah we're very excited to be here um all week long the games got started up this weekend i would say this was probably this was probably the most coverage that I've ever seen the first two days of spring training ever get in my whole life. Just because of the pitch clock. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. There was, uh, there were, it, it, so far, everything is following the same 
rate of infractions as when they introduced it in the minor leagues. And in the minor leagues, it took about six weeks for everything to settle down to where there'd be about a, a half of an infraction per game. So right now they're somewhere between one and two infractions per game. Yeah, one point seven three per game in the yeah. fr- well, that one point seven three per game was what it was in the minor leagues. But yeah, they there were I, yeah I'm not oh, no, sure. no 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 well, yeah in the first week in the first and it settled into just a, a one infraction every two games right so right point five infractions right right like yeah. six weeks into the season. Yeah. So the po- point being because I was one of those people this weekend, Seth, and admittedly I wasn't sitting down watching full minor league baseball games. I was getting. I was getting snippets on Twitter of at-bats throughout games, which, of course, is where you always get just exactly what the (laughs) normal sample is on Twitter. Um, But what I found in watching the samples that I saw of baseball being played under this pitch clock was a little stressful for me. It was moving quickly. The clock was super – the pitch clock was superimposed on the screen, so that made it harder to watch. Like, my eye to it, man, is this how how it's going to be? Um, I'm willing to sit back and kind of take this all in for a few weeks before I make a complete judgment on it. Um, players, some were okay with it. It sounds like Kyle Tucker, not okay with it, I guess. Yeah, Kyle Tucker, who needs to rub dirt on his hands because he doesn't wear gloves because he kicks it old school. He's got a routine. And, uh, yeah, he, he feels like it's giving the pitchers too much of an advantage. Yeah. Which, uh, look, I, I don't know. I think the pitchers would complain equally. I feel like it – it probably gives both guys an equal disadvantage just in different manners and respects. But, like, they've done it already. I guess the thing that frustrated me yesterday was all these people acting like this, the experiment hadn't already been done. Right. Like, people were acting like, oh, how are people going to broadcast these games? Yeah. Like, they did it last year. Yeah. Like, sorry, Major League broadcasters. The guys that do the minor league games already figured it out. Right. Have to, and um, I don't know. I think there were, a bunch of players, there were a bunch of players that actually had positive feedback about it. And I like for one, I feel like if I were a thirty-three-year-old player with kids and everything, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, okay, I can get out. I can, I can get home a half hour to an hour earlier." Yeah, well, there, I'll, there I'll were, take that. Yeah, there were. I, I guess the the big takeaways from this weekend, when it comes to this this new pitch clock, was yeah, there were a number of games that were just way shorter than normal baseball games. Yeah. The Astros played. The Astros played a three-two baseball game yesterday that was barely over two hours right so that that's that's something like the games were it's undeniable that if part of what you're trying to do is speed up the game make the game shorter make the games have a quicker pace it will be successful doing that at what expense to maybe the old older school fans is the question I think the other thing that was interesting this weekend is that there was a game that ended on a called third strike because a batter wasn't in the batter's box in time. Yeah. And that, that was a real kind of wake-up call, like, wow, this thing can really – so we can end a game on something Right, like right, right. To which I – you know, and honestly there, that was even a little bit more confusing because the catcher wasn't quite set up, so that got the pitch of the, the batter off. But that, what I would say about that is the, uh, the batter – was a rookie who was in the minors last year, or a potential rookie. Like, Ironically, so, he has no excuse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The young guys have no excuse. Like, Dude, you're not going to make it, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? Like, you, you had an entire year to adjust to this? Yeah. And you gave him to, that was the other thing that was a little bit shocking to me was that I, even with Kyle Tucker, it almost sounded like they hadn't necessarily really addressed it as much as I thought they would. Like, Kyle Tucker was acting like it was a bit of a shock to his system that he had to do it this way, where I felt like, okay, haven't you guys been kind of maybe, you know, yeah. just, at least doing this in your bedroom a little bit, go through your routine? Because Tucker did his whole routine just sped up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how hard it is to simulate that, like, until you get actually get in the batter's box in a game. Yeah, I, I don't know. Today will be interesting, though. So today um, we'll be at the game this afternoon, the Astros against the Marlins, and we're going to get a Forrest Whitley sighting at the beginning of this game. Something It's like seeing Bigfoot. We're going to get that. Um, we, uh, we're going to get to see the – I would say the two Astros that are most impacted by the, – the two Astro hitters that are most impacted by the sped-up – game are Kyle Tucker, who we, you know, we, we saw his reaction to it or heard about it. Um, the other one's Jose Altuve. We're going to get a, a, a look right away at Jose Altuve and, um, and what he's done to adjust and adapt his routine, Yeah, which is which, which intricate. M- it's in- maybe even more intricate than Kyle Tucker's and more time-consuming. You know what? With Tucker, it feels like a part of it is just out of physical necessity that he has to get the dirt on his hands. But with Altuve, it almost feels like part of it's like a psychological resetting, yeah. you know, because he kicks around a little bit. And, he, and I always wondered about Altuve with this because he is, he's a little bit of a creature of habit and kind of quirky. Remember, because he, he bites his fingernails. And, and after, after the being better than everybody else scandal, people from outside of Houston wanted to act like, oh, look at him. Look at him. You see, he's very uncomfortable he's out there. Like, no, he bites his fingernails. Doing this thing he's been doing since he got to the majors. Yeah, yes. but you, for, I always figure with people who bite their fingernails, they do it for a reason. So him and his routine outside the box, too, mm-hmm. it's got to be for a reason. Is it going to affect him at all? My God, I can't go through another. I can't go through. Uh, a, co- a Jose Altuve slump where multiple people just act like uh, uh, Altuve hasn't learned how to hit again since the scandal. Dude, that like, sucked <laughs> in 2020. Well, even at the beginning of the playoffs last year. Oh, that too. Yeah. He was in that slump, and people were like, well, I guess yeah. it's a lot harder to hit when you don't know what's coming. Like, yeah, he's, He was awesome this year. Yeah, no he kidding. had the exact same season, basically, as he had in his MVP he's season. top five for the MVP. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, um, so we're off and running. We're live in Lake Worth, Florida, and uh, big thanks again to Shoppers John Deere for sending us down here, and we've got you covered all week long. Stay tuned to our social media. We're already posting thing on all of our Twitter accounts, and we'll have stuff up on, on all the different social media platforms. I'd imagine there's a Facebook Live or two coming a little later on this week, maybe even later today. Uh, again, Astros and Marlins, we will be there uh, live today and keeping you up to speed on everything going on down here at Astros Spring Training in Florida. Um, but we've got other stuff going on, too. Um, at the, uh, we got the Combine coming up this week. Uh, we've got a coaching staff that's been hired. And as far as the combine goes, we just got one more big thing to watch. Just found out this morning, one more big thing to watch at the combine this week. We'll tell you what that is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. Sending us down here to Florida. Adam Spillane got the backpack on. He's getting ready to head over to uh, to spring training. We'll, we'll talk to him a little later on in the show. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be at the clubhouse, and then he's going to go to Dusty. Dusty's usually on a little earlier. He's on later today because they've got some kind of meeting. Yeah, um, that'll be interesting to hear. Dusty's uh, the, like just all these players as they as they encounter the pitch clock for the first time. Uh, the guys who weren't in the minors and dealt with it last year. The guys who encounter it for the first time. It's been. Um, it's been a mixed bag. Like Isaiah Kiner Falifa from the Yankees, he said, "Hey, it's nice as a shortstop that you're you you have to be alert all the time. Yeah. There's no downtime where you're kind of kicking dirt and like, oh crap, I gotta yeah, get down." Yeah, Way less standing around. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's hard to maintain your focus over a course of three hours. I've learned <laughs> in life. I have too. Yeah. Yes. Um. So Adam Spillane will be checking in with us live, probably sometime around eight o'clock or so. And um, we'll, we'll, get, uh, we'll get his view of things, kind of lay out what the day is going to look like here down in Florida. Um, meanwhile, in Mobile, Alabama, they are preparing for the uh, NFL Combine. And just, I guess, if you're <clears throat> looking at some benchmarks here, uh, D'Amico Ryans is set to meet with the media on Wednesday at noon Houston time. Nick Casario is set to meet with the media at 1045 a.m. Houston time tomorrow. So that'll be when we hear from the Texans brass. As far as news coming out surrounding the combine that would interest Texan fans, this is a big one um, because I think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are the two big names that Texan fans are going to have their eye on this week. Um, Ian Rappaport tweeted this out earlier this morning. Ohio State QB C.J. Stroud will throw at this week's NFL scouting combine, while Alabama QB Bryce Young will wait to do so for his pro day. Sources tell Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. He goes on to say Young is long past his AC joint injury from this season, but he'll just do the interviews in Indy. All right, mm. so Seth, let's let's uh, let's dig into this for so a second. C.J. Stroud's got more moxie. That's what they're going to... That's he's the narrative a, we're going to create he's, now, right? <laughs> He's not afraid to yeah. compete, whereas yep. Bryce Young wants to just rest on his laurels, of which he doesn't have as many as yeah. you might expect out of a... Yeah, I would, uh, I'll go for that. I'll yeah. go for that narrative. Yeah. Um, I, I would say of all the things that I'm anxious to watch C.J. Stroud at the Combine this week, yeah. I, I mean, throwing is fun and all, but I know he can throw. As you know, I'm anxious to watch his media session. I need to see... Uh, if he, if there is any alpha qualities that are going to yeah. bubble to the surface I, here, okay, this is where the over assumptions will be made by scouting people because they don't, as much as they know that they shouldn't make too much of one thing or the other, they love at the combine, kind of looking around and watching, like, oh wow, look at that, Baker Mayfield has a a group around him, he's a natural born leader. When in reality, it's like, okay, he's he's telling some story probably about some 
interesting exchange he had, maybe, mm-hmm. with a lady. Yeah. That doesn't make him a great leader. Or the police yeah, like, in you know, Arkansas. Sometimes yeah. they confuse being entertaining with being a good leader or being charismatic. True. So they overassume on that, or they make uh, they That's make what I want out of my QB, a good storyteller. <laughs> 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 it's the end of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but also, I think that with the quarterbacks, it's working with guys that you haven't been with before. Yeah. I think that you know, there might, there's some validity to that, is... You know, being able to get on the same page with a guy relatively quickly and and be able to throw in situations that are uncomfortable. With C.J. Stroud, the the really annoying part for fans is that we like the 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 weakness of C.J. Stroud is they haven't seen him in enough situations where he's had adversity because he plays at Ohio State, and then all of a sudden against one of the best defenses in college history against Georgia. He faces adversity and does magnificently well. So before that, he actually hadn't been all that good when there was pressure. You know, he didn't face pressure a lot, but when he faced pressure, he didn't do all that good at it. Um, But then against Georgia, he plays really, really well. And a lot of people are struggling with saying, okay, well, uh, do we just take that one sample and say that, yep, look, he can do it, so we can he can do it a bunch more. I I think that people are – I think as much as Bryce Young is being painted out as the favorite – I think there are a lot of teams that like C.J. Stroud. There are a lot of teams that think Will Levis is the best. There might be a few that do genuinely like Anthony Richardson better um, because they're all they're different types of quarterbacks. No doubt. No, well, they're different types of quarterbacks, and if you're going to throw Richardson and Levis to a degree, but definitely Richardson, they're on different timelines. Yeah. Young and Stroud are going to get drafted with the idea, I would think, that they're going to start day one for your team, whereas Richardson and maybe Levis are viewed as, as more of projects, which leads us into this. Adam Schefter tweeted this moments ago. Sources, the Bears already had been approached by multiple teams about trading the number one overall pick, and Chicago is said to be, quote, leaning towards moving the pick. So the number one pick now looks like it's for sale. Fields Yates of ESPN.com retweets that and says the Bears are in a unique spot because there's a credible case right now for several teams in the top 10 to consider a jump, large or small, up the board for a QB. He lists the Texans at two, the Colts at four, and then the Raiders, Falcons, and Panthers are all at seven, eight, and nine. I think it's, I think it's worth noting the draft slots that he pointed out there. How far back would the Bears be willing to move? Like if I'm the Raiders, Falcons, or Panthers – that's a, probably a pretty hefty premium. It's already a hefty premium you're going to pay up compared to the Colts and the Texans because yeah. you're just further back. But with the, 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 the specifics with this draft is there are right now believed to be two potentially transcendent defensive players in Jalen Carter and Will Anderson Jr. We'll see how the process plays out. But as of February 27th, I would be really surprised if the Bears were – you know, barring getting a huge haul of picks, would be looking to move out of the top four. Yeah, and – with the, with the Bears, you know, when they traded up for Trubisky, they moved up one spot from three to two. They traded away two third-rounders and a fourth-rounder. I see these trades this weekend suggesting that the Texans might have to part with two or three first-rounders to, to, to move up one spot. And I just don't think any of these quarterbacks are transcendent enough to justify that. Yeah. I, just, I think I would be really upset if that's what the Texans did. I think if they take one of these quarterbacks with the second overall pick, I'll be cool with it. If they, if they get a reasonable trade to go up to one spot to number one overall, then, then I'll get it. But I don't want to throw away that entire Deshaun Watson trade on a gamble of a quarterback. Yeah. These guys are all 
They, these guys, there are Trubisky elements to all these guys. Yes. I mean, in different ways, but there's uncertainty to all of these no guys. No doubt. Yeah, the, the, if, if, the, if a trade-up, I'm not anti-trading up with yeah. the Bears. I'm anti-moving a first-round pick to trade up with the, the Bears. The whole thing is, too, if you think about that, that pick, okay, you know, San Francisco ended up taking Solomon Thomas. Yeah. And Chicago selected Mitchell Trubisky. Like, there's... They're, these defensive guys at the very top are better than Solomon Th- Thomas's That's prospects right. right now. Yeah, absolutely. And so it, yeah, so it, the Bears would need more in order to move back. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, there's just I could easily see the Texans saying like, well, yeah, we like Bryce Young, but you know what? Yeah, Jalen Carter's a stud too. I, yeah, uh, you know, Will Anderson. Like, any like we we're happy. We feel like we got a really good prospect here. I want a quarterback. I just want I, I want to you know I want to restart that position, and I want to build off of the hope that hiring D'Amico Ryan's has built over the last month yeah. or so. And so one of my goals, from, partially from the combine, but it's just the combine. But really, over these next several weeks. If, if the draft order is still sitting where it is now, a month from now, my goal is to hopefully feel more comfortable with C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Because you know, like I'm comfortable with Bryce Young. We ran, a pro, we ran a promo all last week saying that I'm out on C.J. Stroud. And I'm like, okay, oh, man, all right. Don't, is that fake news? Let's not say I'm out, out on him. Like, right this moment, I'm skeptical Were of him. Were you victimized by our promo maker? <laughs> Did our promo maker twist your words No, around? I've learned to embrace the promo maker. He's right he's over sitting there. Right, he's, he's sitting right with right us. Over there. He's he can looking slap, over the, slap the lips he's off He's staring at the right pool here. like he wants to jump into it. <laughs> so, um... Oh, yeah, everybody who's just tuning in, Sean and I and Adam Spolane and our boss are in Florida this weekend uh, for Astro Spring Training. Yeah, so all week long. And we got a kick-ass house. I'm excited about it's this It's great. House. We each have our own bedroom. It's very solid construction here and beautiful appliances <laughs> in the kitchen. You worried about a hurricane? <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. It's up to code. <laughs> it really? I checked the studs last night. Really? I walked yeah. in. I'm like, these, these are solid wood floors. Solid. <laughs> yeah, 18 inches prim and proper. That's right. That's right. All right, so we, uh, we are off and running. But, yeah, already news coming out of the combine. CJ Stroud will throw, and the Bears have a for sale sign on the number one overall pick. We'll talk about that more as we roll on with the show today. Now, back to the Texans. We'll get back to the Astros a little later on this hour, definitely by the top of the hour. And big thanks again to Shoppa's John Deere for sending us down here. Big question. The Texans finally announced their coaching staff on Friday afternoon. They sent out the list. Big question for the most, in my, in my opinion, the most important position coach hire on the Texans staff. A big question about this guy next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 
Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. All right, good to be with you on a uh, Monday, Payne and Pendergast. We are live in Lake, what is it again? Lake Worth? Lake Worth Beach. Lake Worth Beach, just, uh, just south of West Palm Beach, Florida. And we will be at uh, Astros Spring Training all week long. Um, Seth and I will be here. And we'll have you covered, obviously, on everything going on at the NFL Combine as well. Um, if anybody drops 71 points again on the Rockets this week, we'll have that covered. Damian Lillard scintillating. dropped yeah. 71 on the Rockets a, last if night. If you wake up and the only thing you see from it is on social media, there's a really bad carry that Damian Lillard had. Don't worry, they called it. Oh, good. All, yeah, oh, yeah. Good. There's all, I woke up this morning oh, and I'm Thank trying, God. I was like, well, I thought they called that. And yeah, uh, yeah there, you know, this. Um, I don't know if I have to warn for earmuffs or not for this. Just earmuffs right now. But there's a Twitter account. Uh, called Ball Sack Sports. Yeah. And they put stuff out, and people, for whatever reason, even though it's called Ball Sack Sports, think that they're 100% legitimate. Like, this is why, this is what's so scary about living in America today. It's not just like the people who are trying to sell you fake news yeah. that are successful, it's people that aren't even trying to sell you fake news yeah. that people are falling for it's it as actual news. Yeah. 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 Uh, so people are livid about a carry that was actually called. They called yes. it. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's good. But that was part of it. So he would have had 73 points. Right, that. right, right. Yeah, so yeah, Damian Lillard dropped 71. The Rockets lost, by the way. I, they, they, <laughs> I should point that out as well. <laughs> It'll be something that they gave up 71 to Damian Lillard and, and won the game. Tillman Fertitta got so mad, he put in a $5.5 billion bid on the Commanders. Said, That's it. I've had enough of this. I may have the sequencing out go, of whack. I'm going gonna, gonna to buy a team that knows how to win. That's right. You yeah, have the Washington Commanders. Back in the 80s. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's right. So, um, yeah, five, okay, this is where the disrespect comes in by the way yeah Tillman Fertitta they I every article I've read about this says like well Fertitta's not considered one of the lead uh, the one of the lead contenders for uh, successfully buying the commanders and I don't know they don't really explain it other than I think that he's just some hick yokel NBA owner from from that's Houston a, that's how we choose to who, read it that's how they oh yeah they think everybody in Houston plays the banjo and has a 10 gallon hat right and he's out you know shooting buffalo off of the back of a train right so you know that's what that's what we do here in Houston of course he was last seen on the streets of Mardi Gras in Galveston yelling pray for Victor right that too <laughs> it's like a combination of Yosemite yeah. Sam and like some banker from the 1920s let me be clear yeah. I loved it that he screamed pray for Victor on the streets in in uh, Galveston last week because that's what we're all doing right now. Jeff Bezos is prohibited from bidding on the Washington Yeah, Snyder won't sell to him. Right, yeah. not because Bezos owns part of the Washington Post, and the Washington Post has... <laughs> they're, they're the scum that have decided to report on things that, like... <laughs> That Congress has been investigating. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he's saying, no, screw you. You and your smear campaign. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you can't find a single person to say that Snyder's an awesome dude, and yet uh, it's the Washington Post that's the issue. That's right. Um, All right, so, um, yeah, we're live in uh, in Florida here uh, at spring training. Big thanks to Shoppa's John Deere for sending us us down here. Um, The Texans announced their coaching staff, finally. The – the the long the long wait was over, Seth. We uh, got D'Amico Ryan's hired back at the end of January. Here we are at the end of February, and his staff has been announced. Um, the the team put the list up on the website. I think the among the noteworthy things, eight holdovers from the previous staff. Yeah, which feels like 
It feels like a lot, and, and I would trust our feelings on this in Houston because we've now been through three of these in three years. So I feel like our senses are pretty well honed. Now, three of them are, no disrespect to these three coaches, they're lower-level, you know, kind of assistant-assistant guys, you know, video, video uh, guys who chop up video and things like that. Yeah. The names that are the most prominent, the guys who are actually position coach or hire are Frank Ross, the special teams coordinator, and then Danny Barrett, the running backs coach, Jacques Césaire, defensive line coach, Ben McDaniels, the wide receivers coach, and Dino Vasso, the cornerbacks yeah, coach. Yeah, and that's where I – you know, I'm cool with those guys sticking around for various reasons, but for one, it's that some of those position groups actually performed well. You know, Steven Nelson actually was a – kind of flew under the radar because the rest of the defense was so bad. He's solid. But Steven Nelson had a good year. Derek Stingley, you could – I, I don't think anybody is blaming Dino Vasso. I think it was just how Lovey Smith chose to use Derek Stingley that w- was the hard thing. Desmond there. King had a good year. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. The, the corners were all right. Desmond King's kind of built for the style of play that they wanted out of those guys. Come up and make yeah. make plays in the run game and do all that. But like Jock Cesare, the defensive line coach, he's been in schemes that are much like what D'Amico wants to do. Have defensive linemen that are super aggressive, get upfield, make something happen in the backfield. And then obviously, like Frank Ross is, like the special teams for the Texans were actually a really good unit. Really so good. I'm okay with um, a lot of that. The other part of it too is the, the hard thing about hiring an assistant coaching staff, and this goes back to something that Gary Kubiak had said when, when, the, when the, the drive interviewed him earlier this year, which is the importance of maybe being patient is you don't – timing is always the issue. A lot of the guys you really, really want are under contract somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's not so easy to just go out and pluck all the position coaches you want because if they're good coaches, they might be on a good team or a team where the head coach is, is going to get fired next year. So you kind of try to mix and match and make some compromises and find the best guys you can. And, and that's just the way it works out. Chris Strausser is the offensive line coach. That, to me, yeah. of all the position coaches – That is the one that I am honed in on because of you're probably going to have a young quarterback, so offensive line play is going to be important. The offensive line is actually one of the units on the team that overall probably performed better than the level of the team last year. Yeah. Um, They – now, they, they probably still haven't performed to the level that they should for a team that's got so much first-round draft capital and cap dollars invested in that position. For those who don't know, Chris Strouser, the new Texans offensive line coach, was the O-line coach in Indy for the last four seasons, from 2019 through 2022. If we recall, back in 2018, 2019, the offensive line for the Colts was pretty good. That's yeah. when they had drafted Braden Smith and Quentin Nelson. It was one of the better, if not one of the best, offensive lines in football. My question would be, and at this point it's just a question. I don't watch offensive line play enough to know what the answer to this question is. But I do know this. The Colts were one of the worst teams in football last year. The Colts were one of the worst teams in football in part because their offensive line play was poor. They did not have a good offensive line last year, and yet it was largely the same guys that have been part of the offensive line the last several years yeah. when they were a good offensive line at the beginning of Strouser's stewardship over them. Why is it that in 2022, Strouser's unit in Indy played so poorly with largely the same guys? They, a lot of it really is has been based on injuries. There have been... A, Guys that had shuffled around and then play with injuries. And, you know, I don't like making this excuse for the Colts while they're, while they're in season. But I had to concede it last year when the, the offensive line got better towards the end of the year, which is another thing where, like, they, I think they thought, 
I think at one point Ursay may have tried to credit Saturday with that. Uh, which I'm <laughs> sure he did. When it was all so like, okay, guys were banged up and then they got healthy. Yeah. So, yeah, back in Strasser's <laughs> first couple years. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know, he's also a doctor. He got them well again. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, he rubbed his hands <laughs> He together. went in there and he rubbed his hands together. and oh, uh, <laughs> What did Miyagi do with that? He, did the, he uh, rubbed the hands together and he put it on Daniel-san's knee. And he made the knee good enough to go fight in the All-Valley really, Tournament Finals. That was a really annoying sequence for all that. You know what? I could argue a placebo effect to that part at least. But then that damn crane kick. I feel like a lot of kids got beat up in high school trying to trying, trying to, to do the, the crane, crane kick, the crane kick, the crane kick. Like if you telegraph, yeah. telegraph exactly what you are well, going to do. Yeah. Expose every other part of your body. No can defend. No can. If do right, no can defend. What Mr. Miyagi didn't tell you: if do wrong, you get ass kicked. <laughs> almost impossible. <laughs> Part of doing it right is hoping that the highly trained guy across from you decides to just come in, just charge at you kamikaze style, yep, yep. completely opened. Yep. Yeah, um, Colts offensive line. Yeah, so they're. Uh, I, I I think that you don't expect Strausser to come in here and be a Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, um, but I don't blame him for the issues that they've had. Okay, good. Uh, the last couple of years, I feel better. They weren't, but they weren't as good in 2021 either. So, uh, you know, the, the the offensive line coach for the Patriots... Um, uh, Dante Scarnecchia. Dante Scarnecchia is kind of regarded as the, uh, you know, the, the ultimate guru for just getting any offensive line correct. But they also had high draft picks in New England when he was doing sure. that. And also when Scarnecchia left, they still had some good... It's, it's always a combination of coaching and personnel. The biggest thing that the Texans really, really need is a just a bona fide center. Like an actual a center who's... A center who's chosen to start for your team that year who, A, doesn't go AWOL, and B, was like would actually start for other teams. Yeah. And I mean, like the whole Justin Britt scenario last year was one where, all right, like a lot of people thought he was going to be out of the league or retired or something. He comes back and ends up being your name starter for two years, and then he also just disappeared yeah. a few games into the 2022 season. Yeah, we still, we've still never gotten closure on that storyline, have we? That was the one... Uh, the Lovey Smith promised promised us more of an explanation, yeah, and then we yeah. never did. We never did. The one thing Lovey Smith stumbled onto about modern football yeah. was that because everybody is very uh, appropriately sensitive about mental health issues and everything now, yeah. but as long as you say personal issues, oh, it's a then shield. Everybody has yeah. to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, the whole thing in Alabama right now, it would go away if the Alabama coach would just say, just say personal, well, personal reasons. Yeah, they had personal reasons Gave to show the gun up with a gun. Personal listen, reasons. listen, he's got personal reasons. We want to, uh, we want to respect his privacy. Yeah. I think you guys can understand that, right? Right, right. Yeah. So why did you do the greeting before the game where he had one teammate pat him down before? They him? have a story for that, which is that they've been doing that all year. Yeah, the, to, to simulate which, the MMA entrance. Yeah, yeah. which like, okay, but that's... Maybe you could stop doing it. Yeah, now. just yeah, 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 yeah. Read the room. Um, uh, okay. I think the room was fine with it. it uh, <laughs> I think the Alabama people in the actual arena oh, were yeah, fine yeah, with maybe. it. It's the, yeah, uh, it's the rest of the world. I've had enough Alabama people coming after me this weekend. Um, what can you tell us about Bill Lazor, the senior offensive assistant? Who were you teammates with him at Cornell? He was a senior when I was a freshman. Okay, yeah. did he put your head in the toilet and flush it? <laughs> no, <laughs> did he haze you? He was awesome. Okay. He was a class. He was a record setter, uh, record setting quarterback back. You know, back when it was actually hard to throw the football with the last name Lazor. Yes. Oh, that's awesome, awesome dude. Laser. <laughs> it was awesome. That was where he should have. He should have transferred. Honestly, oh, yeah, with totally. a name like well, with a name like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was. Yeah, he. Was 
was a scrappy like uh, he was a scrappy quarterback who who broke a bunch of records as a passer before there was a spread offense and everything. So they've been obliterated since then. But he's been he's been an offensive coordinator several places in the NFL, and I, I would say with a couple different maybe overarching philosophies or yeah. schemes. You know, he was with Philbin in Miami. He worked with Tannehill. He was up in Chicago for two years. Um, but he's a senior offensive assistant now, and I don't know if he he's probably still getting paid by Chicago. Um, you know, one of these role, roles where a guy with a lot of experience comes in and, and can be an advisor or just, you know, almost, I don't want to say a consultant because he's full-time, but he's there is a, a sounding board in a lot of ways, I'm guessing. Yeah. I guess that's the, the other thing that sticks out about this staff, Seth, as long as you bring up that advisory role. And this is something McLean had been saying this all along, yeah. knowing that they were probably going to hire a young, inexperienced coach. Is it got to have a, an experienced guy who's been a head coach on the staff for him to bounce ideas off of and help him navigate the rough waters of being a head coach? They don't have any guy like that on this staff. They don't have a. Laser's like the closest thing to it on this staff. I feel like Romeo Cornell has an apartment in the south end zone or something. Well, to be fair, D'Amico probably is – I mean, he can probably call Kubiak or Kyle Shanahan yeah. anytime he wants Yeah, to. I wonder if on an informal – there are a lot of things that aren't announced necessarily yeah. where guys – remember, this happens with Vic Fangio every year. Like, it'll get revol- re- revealed at the end of the season or people will just catch on to it. Like, oh, he's actually been a consultant with the Ravens all year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kubiak might – very well be on staff without us even really knowing yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like on an informal basis. And yep. D'Amico's got – I mean, D'Amico, it's not like D'Amico lacks for mentors to call. Right. Whether it be Andy Reid or Chip Kelly oh, yeah. or any of these guys. All those guys, yeah. So the uh, so the Texans got their staff nailed down. Yeah, Bobby Slowick – okay, so the drive seemed to be concerned about the lack of experience on offense. I guess the, the part where I just – I'm fine with the crapshoot element of this is whenever I hear somebody say, well, they hired an offensive coordinator who's never called plays before. I'm like, yeah, the, every single awesome offensive coordinator was once an offensive coordinator. Nobody came out of the womb called calling plays. football yeah, plays. Like, yeah. Or if he did call plays, he called them in, in high school or college or in a preseason game or something. That's just the way it goes. So, yeah, there is an unknown element there. Um, but at, at one point, or another, a guy's got to get elevated to that point where he's calling plays. You just hope that it doesn't end up being like a Nathaniel Hackett situation where the, oh. where the home crowd is counting down the play clock for the offense. <laughs> I had forgotten about that until I read that Russell Wilson article this weekend. Well, the, yeah, that was the one fun thing with the Texans this year was being a part of that whole parade of the, the Broncos kind of just – just not having a clue what was going on. Man. There were some elements to that in the Texans game. Too. Dude, little did we know. I'm just thinking about yeah. the Texans' early season schedule this year. They started off the season playing the Colts, the Broncos, and the Bears the first three weeks of the season. Yeah. Like, now looking back, like – those are three of the worst five teams in football. It could have been way worse than even if, yeah, if they had started could've, could've off a different slate. It could have been better. It could have, you know, they, they started out 0-2-1. and Like, oh, my God, if they could Because I think that's the beginning of the season. We're like, you know what? They're hanging in these games. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're playing these close games. Against- never, you, know what, you know, I'll tell you what. Lovey Smith deserves more credit, by the way. Like that two point conversion became the entire story of oh my gosh oh that's a he's flipping off the team on his yeah. way out or whatever like but it it completely took away from that the real the real flipping off of the team 
was the tie in week playing one. Playing for a tie. Playing yeah. for the tie yeah. specifically instead of just going for the win. Ironically enough, not going for the win was the genuine flipping off to the team ultimately. Um, let, me, let me bounce this off of you here. This is, um, this is a tweet from Dan Wiederer, who is a Bears insider. He does some work for our sister station up there, 670 The Score. Um, tweeted this over the weekend. A draft-related nugget, and keep in mind, this guy covers the Bears, who have the number one overall pick. A draft-related nugget that has been popular in league circles of late. The Texans, with a new head coach and a fairly new GM, may, may be compelled to delay their big QB dice roll until 2024. File that away, he oh, says. Okay. Do you think that the Texans – does that pass the smell test that the Texans could come away from this draft – having not drafted their quarterback of the future. Yes, I think that's possible. Yeah. I think that's very possible. Because, I, I mean, I, look, drafting a quarterback this year, obviously, there's a, there's a 33% chance that it's actually your quarterback of the future. A third of these guys work out. So um, no matter how awesome you feel about him, and that's just the reality of it. So they might feel at this point that they don't feel strongly enough about any of these candidates that they're worth these spots. Um, or I could totally, I could, I could easily see them planning on drafting a quarterback with their second first round pick, the twelfth overall if it's, pick, yeah, or trading up if they like a guy or yeah. something. But you've been watching some Anthony Richardson porn lately, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's enough of the Anthony Richardson. Like Josh Allen has done enough for guys with high upside, yeah. but scatter shot accuracy. Dude, Josh Allen's gonna kill t- twelve NFL teams yes, over the next yes. few years. Josh Allen is the Mitch Trubisky that worked out. Yes, Except that, I mean. Josh Allen always had a howitzer of an arm, just no no method or means. You know where of it was going. It. Now you know where it's going when he yeah. throws it. Yeah, no, I, that's it's like they grooved to the rifle for him after <laughs> when he got to the NFL. <laughs> yes, he was right. a shotgun. He was he, a musket turned. He was into a, a horrible bowler that they allowed him to pull with the bumpers <laughs> up from now on. Um, but yeah, but the twelfth. I mean, you're drafting a quarterback with the twelfth pick. It ain't going to be Stroud or Bryce Young. Um, somebody on the text line asked, "Why would they hire Kubiak as an offensive advisor? Didn't they fire him?" Yes, they did. Uh, as like the Carolina Panthers fired Dom Capers long ago, yep. and Dom Capers is now back with the Carolina Panthers. Everybody, I had a, <laughs> I, had a I had a coach once, uh, Frank Gantz Senior. Who was, yeah, he was awesome. He was one of my favorite coaches ever. He's a special teams coordinator. But he'd get up and he'd be like, what, you guys think I'm afraid of getting fired? I ain't no virgin. Every damn man in this guy in this business that's worth anything has been fired. You don't take it personal. It's on to the next job. And, um, and, and he's he, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, that could be for the most part, yeah, everybody gets fired. Yeah. You don't get too sensitive about it. Plus, it wasn't, it wasn't Cal McNair that marched into Kubiak's no. office and said, get your stuff, you're out. No, and here's the other thing. Um, the 0260 on the trailer, wheel, and frame text page. Trailer, wheel, and frame. Yeah. Ben's got his, he's got us covered all the way back in Houston. Um, the text is, why would they hire – you read it, but why would they hire Kubiak as an offensive advisor? Didn't they fire him? It's not like after they fired him, he went into a hole for 10 years. I don't yeah. know if you noticed. He won a Super Bowl as a head coach oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> since he was fired. Yeah. By the, he's I, so somewhere – I get what you're saying. Like, he was bad, so they fired him. Yeah, but somewhere along the way, he learned how to coach. Well, plus, okay, for the one thing, too, is I wasn't talking about him even specifically as just an offensive advisor, but as much as an advisor as a head coach. Like a consigliere. Right, but like, as, as Bob McNair would say later on, it just felt like in that year, Kubiak had lost control of the yeah. team. I, I – differ with that opinion somewhat i think sometimes that's a little easier of a picture to paint the like part of the problem was you just drafted dj swearinger nobody could control in that jaguars game before kubiak got fired was out of control but there wasn't like as the nfl would later prove like nobody's gonna yeah be able to control uh dj swearinger um 
So, yeah, I think that it's it's not like they thought that Gary Kubiak was an idiot or anything. It was just like at that moment, it just it was time to change. Yep. There's a lot of really bright people that get fired just because it's time in the NFL. Quick text as a follow-up to the, the Texans holding off on a QB. <clears throat> the tweet from Dan Weeder, 0538 on the trailer wheel and frame text page. That's a bluff to pressure the Bears to hold on to the number one pick. It may very well be. And if it is, that's fine. I'm glad that smoke is out there, just to be clear. Anything that pressures the Bears into thinking, boy, we better keep this pick at number one so we can take Jalen Carter. We don't want to mess around with trading back. I'm good with. All right. Um, we, uh, we are off and running here on a, a full week of covering the Astros here at spring training in uh, West Palm Beach. Payne and Pendergast with you all week long. Adam Spillane's going to join us about an hour from now. He's over at the clubhouse doing all the uh, the morning uh, the, the morning sound gathering from over at the stadium. He'll uh, he'll be part of the scrum with Dusty Baker a little later on this morning as well. Shoppa's John Deere taking us down here to Florida for spring training. Up next, speaking of which, we will see something today at Astro Spring Training with our own eyes, me and Seth, that is basically like seeing Bigfoot. We will tell you what that is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 